big beard. Hey, Kayla. Hi, Ayana. <laughs> Welcome to Fill in the Blank Podcast. Welcome. Um, Get away. Running, run, running, running, running. Wait, why are we doing this? Okay, sorry. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of Fill in the Blank. Hey, Kayla. Hi, Ayanna. <laughs> Hello, audience. Um, if you guys are new here, welcome to Fill in the Blank. This is just a podcast of two friends trying to create a fun, interactive, and safe space together. Just trying to feel, heal, and navigate the life together, you know? Woo! Yeah. This is what happens when you guys make me open. You're welcome. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> let's start with our first segment. Feelings forecast, Kayla. Woo! How how's your week been? What's what's the what's the forecast? Ooh. The forecast is it's been cool. Honestly, um <laughs> yesterday I didn't go to work. Oh, I love that. Wait, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, it was good for me. Oh, okay. You know? <laughs> Look, sounds good to me. <laughs> it was good for me, so I didn't go to work. Okay. Um, and then Monday we had off. Yes. So that was great. Shout out to MLK. So now it's already hump day. Hump day. Yeah, hump day. So <laughs> this is very chaotic. This is what happens when y'all make on. me. Oh, just so y'all know, y'all know how we we said we're starting this whole thing where you know we take turns producing episodes. This is my production. Yes, it is Ayana's week. Just so. always expect it to be chaotic. <laughs> so Ayana led us in into chaos. <laughs> You're welcome. It's not chaos, but yeah, it's been a pretty pretty decent week. How's your week been? My week has been pretty good. I don't think I've had a cloudy day in months. I love that. I love it. I do too. And you deserve that. I do deserve You deserve that. sunshine and rainbows. And unicorns. And unicorns and butterflies. <laughs> and pots of, of gold. gold. Yeah, hey, amen. <laughs> Hello. So I'm so glad that it has not been cloudy. I love that for me. Yeah, I love it too. Okay. You deserve the same. You, de- you. you deserve to be riding on one of them flying unicorn things. <laughs> What'd you call those? Into the sunset. I'm With Marcus so on the weak. back. But he got to be on the back. I'm going to hold him just like this. He probably hold it, holding on to the tail like, ah. I like that. That's cool. Okay. All right. We- Is this where we get serious? <laughs> yes. Okay. We're getting started. Guys, so our topic for the day, this one was on my heart because it was an issue of my own. Um, it is codependence versus interdependence. I love it. So I know we hear a lot about codependence. I am a recovering codependent. <laughs> Me as well. <laughs> Sisters. <laughs> Hello. And recovering we codependency. Love <laughs> we love that. Um, and we hear a lot about codependence, but we don't mm-hmm. hear a lot about interdependence. Um, so we're going to talk a bit about that. So let's start off with definitions. Cool. Interdependence is recognizing and valuing the importance of an emotional bond while also maintaining a solid sense of self. Oh, keyword solid sense of self. Oh, yes, solid sense of self. Solid sense of self. (laughs) I think without without that, you can't have interdependence. I agree. Yeah. Because how can you? Rely on yourself mm-hmm. and feel confident in who you are if you have no solid sense Literally. of self. And then you're combining <laughs> your life with someone else? Yeah, no. 
You can't. You, you can't, can't do both. You can't do both. Um, okay, and then codependence. We all know what codependence is. But relying heavily on others for a sense of self and well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, codependence, we all know. I've experienced it for myself. But it definitely interferes with having healthy relationships. For sure. Um, I think a lot of people have codependent behaviors and uh, may not realize it. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's a two-way street. Sometimes it's just one person in the relationship. Nonetheless, it always ends up toxic. Yeah. I feel like that was definitely my toxic trait in previous relationships is my codependence and wanting like all of my happiness and everything to be built upon me being in a relationship with this person. Yeah. And for you, that showed up in ways of like clinging. Mm -hmm. Um, What else? Mainly clinging. Yeah. I would just cling to the person and like, just like a hovering helicopter. Oh, same. I would, when I was reading about this, um, cause there's, um, I separated it into what codependence looks like for individuals, what it looks like for romantic relationships and the risk factors for mm. codependence. And when I tell you, <laughs> I feel it in a lot of these categories, it's a bit concerning. Yeah. Um, so the ways that it shows up for an individual, poor with boundaries. Mm. I didn't learn boundaries until last year. I think really? I was beginning to, but I didn't learn to implement them until okay. last year. Okay. So poor with boundaries, people pleasing. Yeah. Oof. I still have that issue. <laughs> I'm still recovering it's from hard, that part. But I think that comes more from your compassion. Yeah, I think so too. Which I think- I think it has less to do with my codependency and more to do with me just like being overly considerate yeah. of everybody's feelings constantly. That- oh, that actually makes me think of it. Okay, I'm going to say it later. Okay. I'm gonna say it later. Okay. Um, and then the third is a desire to be needed. Mm. Oh, that one was deep for me. <laughs> Man, Kayla, Kayla felt that. No, for real. Because remember, I was telling you that when I think I said this on the podcast previously about like me feel like me trying to fill the void of mm. my mom's absence with relationships. Yeah. And so it was like that deep desire to be like deeply needed by another person. Jeez. I know. That's crazy. I didn't see the loss of a parent on there, but I would imagine that that would also be a risk factor. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the other risk factors is close family members with addiction, abuse, or chronic illnesses. Mm. So growing up watching someone or family members having to throw all of their needs into this one person mm-hmm. consistently. Well, then that, I check. Because, <laughs> I mean, my mom passed away from right. having a chronic illness. So right. that was where that definitely came from. Okay. And then the other one... Um, Lack of trust in self or others. <laughs> Did you ever? I've always had an issue with. I I was very impulsive mm-hmm. and and decisive in a way, but even still, in the end, I was like, "But am I making the right decision?" Yeah, I would trust other people's opinions more than my own. Yes, I was just about to say, as you said, that it helped me to kind of like decipher what it was for me. And yeah. it was definitely that. I trusted other people's opinions more than my own. Like I did not trust myself at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it definitely took me a while to learn to trust really my own intuition because mm-hmm. I think you hear intuition and you're thinking like it's some flippant, like imaginary thing. Mm-hmm. But I think women's intuition is a real thing or oh, it maybe is. it's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Or both. Both. Shoot. Or maybe women's intuition. I feel intuition like everybody is the Holy has intuition, but women's intuition, I think, is a little. 
it's slightly different. But I think it's because we're so empathetic and we, we see everything. Women are very, like, by Observant. nature, we're a little more intuitive. Agreed. So. Agreed. Yeah. Um, Another risk factor, need to control. Oh, I got that one bad. <laughs> still, to this day. To this day. We are still on your fight. Um, poor communication. I just learned that probably within the last two to three years. What, uh, communication? Mm-hmm. You feel like that was a, a issue of It was yours? terrible before. My last, like, extremely codependent relationship, um, I didn't know how to communicate at all. And he'd mm. be pleading with me, like, just say something. And my brain would go blank. It was so a trauma you response. Not ha- oh, okay. So it was a trauma response. Mm-hmm. It was shut down. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that... So you literally did not have the words or anything within you to make you want to articulate literally like the feeling would just kind of be numb could you even imagine me like that no i can't this the way that i am grew out of that relationship wow because i so much so did not want to be like that again Mm. so did it take the relationship ending for you to get to that point? yeah it took the relationship ending and for some time to go by for it to click like okay now i see what Mm -hmm. the issue was yeah because he would be pleading for me to communicate with him wow and i literally couldn't that's crazy. i didn't have this i didn't have the self-awareness that's crazy it'd be like that though you know uh growth is growth um trouble making decisions terrible with that same (laughs) (laughs) need for approval or recognition yes and then another one confuses pity with love Ooh, that one's tricky. So this one, that one's that one's one I would never want to admit to myself. But I think being a trauma kid, it's almost like wearing a badge for a minute because you're like, I've survived so much. And so Mm -hmm. when someone used to call me things like, oh, my God, you're so resilient. Mm -hmm. I would take that as, oh, they recognize me for the strength that I have. Wow. Yeah. That yeah, that made me think a little deeper, too, because I when you first said confusing pity with love, I was like, eh, nope, not me. Ain't that doesn't apply. But going back, I think that a lot of my codependence definitely was from my mom passing away and like not having a parent there because since I was such, so I was so young when mm-hmm. she passed, people did pity me a lot. Yeah. You know, and so you constantly get recognition for that. Yeah. And people saying like, oh my gosh, she's so strong. Like, oh, wow. you know, that whole ordeal. Cause I didn't cry at my mom's funeral. So yeah. people were just like, oh my gosh, she's so strong. Like yeah. she's holding it together for everyone. That type of thing. Why is that such a compliment? It's not. And was, as a child, I don't know if I even thought of it as a compliment, but I was just like, I was what? talking to someone recently. It was a it was a black man, mm-hmm. and we were talking about the fact that he never cried. Like he can only remember a handful of times that Crazy. he's cried, and he said that he always just felt this urge to be the stronger person. Like if he ever sent someone else around him crying, immediately like he wouldn't even be capable, even if he may have wanted to. Like he wasn't capable of crying. Is this a black man? Yeah. That's what I said. Mm. And I said, that's pretty typical for black men. It is. Very typical for them. It's very sad. I feel like that shuts off a piece of you that's like essential to being a full actualized person. That would be a great episode to dive into like. I So two things that I want to talk about, black men and their emotions, but then also black women and their uh, hyper independence. That would be great. Right? That could be a whole little series. Right? Oh, Black History Month. That would be perfect. Hello. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So ways it's shown in a romantic relationship. Okay. These hit. Ooh. Okay. Um, sense of responsibility to meet the other person's needs mm-hmm. or have all their needs met by their partner. I had both of those. 
I did too. Yeah, I had both of those. I just but have, I really wanted to meet, like, I think more than anything, mm-hmm. I wanted to meet my partner's Same. Needs. I had this idea of what a what a perfect woman looked like. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, because I was raised in the, for me, because I was raised in the Christian community, like, I thought it was to be the the, yeah. the server yeah. as in a way. And Not I servant, think she, on my end, because I felt a, a sense of not having my partners fully yeah. previously that I was trying to show them that Prove I was yourself. Yeah, like that I was good enough for and worthy sucks. of their love. Yeah. Which makes you very codependent on the person if you're constantly fighting to their approval. Yeah. Fighting for their approval, fighting Dang, for you Kayla. to yourself to be And valuable. you were in that mode for a while. For some years, right? Up until Marcus. That's crazy. So we've been together That's for a, a little over three years. So that was only. Did you bring any of that codependence in the relationship in the beginning? I probably did, but it. I probably didn't fully realize it because I had it back from him. Mm. You know, like we both wanted oh, you to both be were. around each other and <laughs> yeah. we both wanted I've had to be before. in each other's world. But I think that like, I can, if, as I reflect back on the beginning, like you, like some would say it was just like honeymoon phase type of thing. But mm. I think that there was definitely some codependency there and us, like Marcus had never been in a relationship before. Mm. So that just pull for him to want to like be around me all the time for us to always do everything together. And I think to at a certain extent, we're still like that, but I think it's like healthier it's more balanced now. now. Yeah. Like, I mean, the fact that you have your own drive, like this podcast yeah. and he's like in school and like, we spend a lot of time away from each other yeah. now. And I think that it was us realizing that like, we wanted to chase after things that we loved and that we're passionate about and not feeling like, like it's a negative thing that we have time apart. Yeah. Like it just is what it is. Oh, like I love that. Yeah. You guys strive for healthy. Mm-hmm. I like that. Okay. Other ways it shows up in a relationship, apologizing frequently. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. Is I'm that sorry. you really? I, I don't think it's me anymore. But it was. But previously I was just like, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Kayla. Please forgive me. I'm sorry. Kayla. Even when I knew that I wasn't in the wrong. Yeah. I would still just apologize constantly. Jesus. Um, this one, this one, I had this issue with that codependent relationship. Walking on eggshells. I was scared to bring up anything because I didn't want to rock the boat. Ooh. Meanwhile, not realizing the entire time there was an issue and he recognized there was an issue and it was rocking the boat anyways. Yeah. That just made me shudder. That's why I was like, because <laughs> yeah, definitely that walking on eggshells thing is real. Like it's uncomfortable you too. don't even want to say like, I would have it to the point of not even wanting to bring up certain scenarios or things that went on, not knowing if it would trigger yeah. an argument or the conversation might go left yeah. or something like that. So, yeah, I know. I don't miss that. I hate that. (laughs) Um, Oh, this one. What? I had this one bad. What is it? Putting the partner on a pedestal despite the fact that they did nothing to merit the position. Ooh, explain. So I, this codependent relationship, Mm -hmm. I thought so highly of this man. Mm -hmm. I thought there's no way I would ever get anything better than this, Mm -hmm. which is why I was scared to say anything. I was scared to like rock the boat and I just wanted to make sure I met like any needs that he had Mm -hmm. um, and just fit whatever 
you know, whatever what I believed, was. what I believed the mold that he needed. And the entire time he didn't even want that. <laughs> That's the funny part. Um, but I just wanted to fit it so bad. But I thought so highly of this man that mm-hmm. he he could have done, he could have said anything. And I think I would have been, I may have been hurt by it, but I would have been okay with it. Wow. Isn't that terrible? Yeah. This man broke up with me like three times and I probably still would have gone back. That, and that's what I mean about putting him on a pedestal. Yeah. I think that sometimes like, and this goes back to a conversation we've even had previously, like that is intermingled with like the lack of value that mm. you see within yourself no, and like though. not being able to put your foot down mm-hmm. and understand like your worth. So you're able to then hold somebody else to a higher standard, yeah. not realizing like what it is that you deserve or how yeah. worthy and valuable you are yourself. That's crazy. I do not miss that. Um, okay, last one. This one I got bad too. <laughs> Feeling sorry for the partner even when they hurt you. Oh, I used to do that all the time. Cause, <laughs> so this is like a mix between the last one you said about the pedestal thing. Yeah. Um, just constantly trying to explain their issues and isms that were negative to me away. Mm-hmm. You know, even though I knew that it was some messed up stuff. I'd just be like, no, but it's okay because they do this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. Like constantly in defense mode of like why they're still a good person, even though they do not deserve me trying to hold them to this high standard. I feel like the people that we are, we're just naturally very empathetic people and we mm-hmm. try to see the good in people, which I think is no issue in it. I think there's a huge, and I've learned, there's a huge difference between understanding this person for who they are and then accepting it yeah, and tolerating mm-hmm. it. Like you can understand, just because I understand this and I, I, I can easily explain why they did what they did or why they are the person that they are does not mean that I'm tolerant or shouldn't mean that I'm tolerant. Exactly. It's definitely a separation between the two. For sure. It should be. It wasn't back then when I was, I was just like. Look, we were young and dumb. We were so young and dumb. We were okay. It's okay. Like no more of that. That left in like the mid 20s. Somewhere, (laughs) Somewhere, somehow. Yeah. Dude, I'm about to be 29. That's crazy. Isn't that cool though? It is cool. I hear the 30s are the golden years. So I'm really excited there. for the 30s. Yeah, me too. Because I do feel like it'll be like a lot of discovery and like learning, like my 20s, but like I'll have money mm-hmm. and like more freedom. I was about like, to say the fruits of your labor woo! type of vibe. Like, I've been setting yes. the foundation. It's time to build. Okay, come on. The 20s have been rough. Man. We've been digging 20s out the have mud. Been whooping my ass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> whooping my ass. For real. Um, okay, so some things I learned about codependence it's a learned behavior. Really? Yes. That's very interesting. It's a learned behavior. It's very cyclical. So almost like generational curses. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So if you had a codependent parent, you're more likely to be codependent. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, for example. Mm-hmm. I was raised by a very codependent woman. Yeah. She parented in fear. And so she was very much so a helicopter parent. Mm-hmm. And I was her entire life. Mm-hmm. And she would constantly remind me of that. Yeah. Even though I didn't ask for that shit. Yeah. But... um. Yeah, she she used to helicopter parent me a lot, and um, <laughs> bless her heart. Um, in reality, she really just struggled with like discipline and stuff yeah. and time management, which is crazy because now I struggle with both with of those, those things. things. That's crazy. So mm-hmm. that probably even goes back into be like having a learned behavior of like yeah. what you see your parents do, and then you struggle with those same things. Yeah, because I know she was also raised by a helicopter parent. Really, mm-hmm. I feel like um, I had a little bit of both, like. Mm. Um, 
I think that on my mom's side, I think that they did kind of parent out of fear. But even my dad's side too, like being in a police family, like they parent from a place of constant, like just knowing so much information that the average human should not know about what's going on. And then like projecting and putting that onto me. So it it constantly makes you like they they really do parent out of almost like a fear, like mm-hmm. a worry for your child, for their safety, mm-hmm. making sure that they're not getting mixed up in any type of like yeah. anything. So I think I definitely had like helicopter vibes, but like I think on my mom's side, like when my mom was alive, um, and even when I would just go to my nana and papa's house over the weekend, we would they just were a little more laid back with stuff. They were just like, oh, okay, like you're going to go like hang out with your friends. Like, okay, bye. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, or my friends would come over and they let us just kind of like do our thing. I wish. Man. I told you about Kim, didn't I? Mm -hmm. This is the same woman who wouldn't let me watch like Spongebob or That's So Raven. I did not have that much of a helicopter (laughs) childhood. You know, I used to watch all all the TV shows, but mine was more so with like going out places oh, and whatnot. Yeah, I definitely couldn't do that. Like doing different like parties and stuff when everybody was going dead. to the parties and dead. City, all the way going. dead. Kim was like, if I ain't coming with you, you ain't going. Yeah. My dad would just be like, I'm not, no, I'm not Absolutely taking you. Not. Nobody could come and get you. So yeah. She was like, I need to know their parents. Oh, I need yeah. to know I need to be friends with them. I was like, well, okay. So okay, this is a side story, but Ooh, it's just I like really side crazy. Stories. Um my dad. My dad and my stepmom, like when I used to go back to school, if I would ride with someone back to school, they would take a picture of the back of their car. Mm. So their license plate, the make and the model of the car. So if they did not get an opportunity to do that, I would have to send. So this was so embarrassing. Like imagine I'm getting in the car with someone and I have to go and take a picture of the back of their car Send the make, the model, the year, their first and last name, and phone number. What I mean, I feel like that's actually not that bad. I understand why they did it, but like in the moment, that's embarrassing for a teenager. I'm sure embarrassing. Wait, when they did it, did they make it obvious that they were? They didn't care. (laughs) They walked in the back of the car like. Got it. And I'm sitting in the car like, I'm so sorry. Like, that's so embarrassing. I get why they did it because like, and I've had conversations with them about it. And they're like, okay, so let's say something happened to you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The first thing they're going to ask, who was she with? Yeah. What's the make and the model of the car? That she was in. And they were just saying like how so many parents lack the information that they're supposed to have. Especially with their teenage children. They do. Okay, I feel I feel them. I'm gonna make my kids do it. (laughs) Look, I thank you. You're gonna embarrass your kids too. Hell yeah. Look, I can't say nothing because I know I'm gonna do it too. I'm gonna be like, (laughs) Sweetie, come inside real quick. Let me get your So what's your name? Phone number, your parents' number. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna do the same thing. So I can't be mad. But at the time it was highly. No, that has to be embarrassing. Yes. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. It happens. It but happens. I'm sorry. Okay. Back on track. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, okay. Another fun fact. Individuals with high levels of codependency typically go into professions like nursing or social work. <laughs> That's what I was like. As I'm in school for counseling. Look, it's funny that you say that. <laughs> funny you mentioned that. Um, for example. Oh, well, first let me say the other one. Most women are codependent. 
mostly women. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of the codependent people, it's mostly, mostly women. And I'm like, women. not most women are yeah. codependent. Well, mostly I don't know. I'm women. sure most women are. But nonetheless, I feel like that's societal, though. I you feel like so? just the way that we're all raised to be women or how to be women. And to be dependent on. And to be, yes, exactly. Yes. I could definitely understand why that is. Because exactly. I was definitely sitting there watching Disney movies like, my prince is coming to save me. Like <laughs> romanticizing the mess out of that as a child. That's Lord. so crazy and sick. Lord. Another thing I thought about is like growing up because I had a lovely Kim as a parent. And I think a lot of black people experience it, And I feel like other people too, but I can only speak to the black experience. But, but growing up, it was very much so like, you're not allowed to have a voice like I am the parent you are the child Mm -hmm. and I just think that teaches your kid to like not be able to say no not be able to hold boundaries so then when they're adult all of a sudden and they have to do things like say no and and all of a sudden have boundaries they don't know how to do that I am still unlearning that from my childhood to this day I am still trying to like fix that I notice it even in my workspace like when people are telling me things to do and I know that is incorrect or not in your yeah in your job description. Like not having the voice, like the courage to be able to speak up and be like, you know, and check them. Mm-hmm. And I know that I can because after, like when I'm with other people, if I talk to y'all, I'll be like, can you believe they said it? Like yeah. I know what I could say, but it's like in the having moment. like shrinking myself in the presence of authority figures Same. because of my childhood and Same. not being able to vocalize. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's deep, same, man. same. But that's why there's this whole movement of like gentle parenting. Mm-hmm. And I is, totally get it. Yeah. And I know it's hard though. Like I know it's it's difficult. The crazy part to me is gentle parenting is really just um oh fuck, what is it called? I always get them confused. It's either authoritarian or authoritative. Oh. Authoritarian? No, tative. I think it's authoritative. Authoritative parenting. Let me look it up. Please look, because like one, it, why are they? Those are two so different clo- things. Yeah, they named them so close. <laughs> two totally different. They named, things. but I know there's three ki- kinds of, or maybe four kinds of parenting. I know there's uh, like neglectful parenting. There's authoritative, authoritarian. Man, that was like one of my favorite things of learning uh, in my program. I'm past that. Same. I loved all that child development stuff. Yes, yeah, authoritative. We were right. So it's authoritative parenting. Yeah. So okay. in this parenting style, the parents are nurturing, responsive, and supportive, yet set firm limits for their children. See, and that's all gentle parenting is. Yeah. But I think people hear gentle parenting and they and think, they think let your child get away with anything. Your child out here is smacking the shit out of you. <laughs> like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I said gentle parenting one time at a at a family oh, outing. Oh God! You can if I said gentle parenting around my dad. So you're not going to whoop your kids? No, exactly. I'm not. I'm not going to whoop my I've kids. Already so how are they going to get disciplined? Sir, there are a thousand other ways to discipline somebody. There are more effective ways. More, thank you. More effective ways. To discipline children than to hit them. Than to smack the shit. No. <laughs> my mom really didn't like hit me like that growing up, but I did used to get a good pop every once in a while. Kim, Kim whooped me once. And that's it. It was in third grade. Mm-hmm. She found out I signed uh, the detention slip or whatever the hell I signed. <laughs> I used to sign the hell out of her signature like, all going. <laughs> the time. I don't know how. I don't know if my teacher 
was just lying and pretended like it was her signature, if I was just really good at signing her That's signature so funny. in third grade. No way. And I was learning how to do cursive in third oh, grade. Oh, no way. Anyways, uh, but she found out and then she caught herself trying to whoop me and I showed my ass. What'd you do? I was screaming. It didn't even hurt that bad, but I was screaming at the top of my lungs and I was like doing all that, that squirming uh-huh. and like putting my hand. I was like, no! <laughs> don't hurt me I promise I won't. and I traumatized the shit out of her and she Look, ain't never whooped me again she'll pop me upside my head though ain't nan whooping scared she'll my be- dad from whooping me okay your dad is scary first of all <laughs> <laughs> your dad is scary <laughs> Let's it's start so there. crazy though because he's like the friendliest goofiest per- person and I really did not get that many whoopings growing up but like the ones that I did get. Dead <laughs> <laughs> that ass up. <laughs> Look, all he had to do Da-da-da. was reach for that thing. I said, Da-da-da. I'm acting right. I'm acting right. Da-da-da. Stop. Okay, let's get back on track again. Um, okay, <laughs> another fun fact. You ready? Yes. A third of nurses have moderate to severe levels of codependency. I believe it. I mean, Look at what nurse- they do. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they're constantly having to give. And a person is depending on them their lives for their lives crazy yeah and nurses are just a lot more like hands-on than like doctors they are so they are so of course they do Mm -hmm. a third though that's a lot that is quite a bit that's a lot but just think about it they probably to go into that type of profession growing up they must be used to or enjoy Mm. in some type of way caring for others you know yeah yeah I agree. It's those social, those social fields that you go into. It's crazy, man, what mm-hmm. you sign up for. Okay, so now let's get into interdependence. Okay. Because that's what that's what we're striving for. That's out what here, we people. want. That's what we want. So signs of interdependence. Mm-hmm. Healthy boundaries. Okay. Active listening during communication. Mm-hmm. People for people who don't know what active listening, it's like listening well (laughs) basically like responding um uh giving cues that you're listening yeah uh not just regurgitating but like actually uh responding back in a comprehensive way um clear communication Mm -hmm. engaging and responding to each other's active listening um which reminds me a lot of have you ever heard of bids of attention Mm-mm. Bits of attention is another psychological term where um, in a relationship, someone or both people will constantly be uh, shooting out these bids for attention. So it can be something as simple as seeing a bird outside and say, oh, look at the bird. Right. And there are different ways that you can respond. So either I think I wrote it down. Okay, so there's three different ways you can respond, either turning toward, turning against, or turning away. Okay. So turning toward is actually responding to that thing, Mm -hmm. which is really healthy and it's good and effective for the whole relationship. Turning against is responding negatively to whatever it was. It's like, okay, it's just a bird. Right. And then there's turning away, which is the worst of it all, which is not acknowledging it. Oh, just being like dead silent. Dead silent. And and soon as I learned about this, I paid so close attention to the relationship that I was in at the time. Mm. And there was so much turning away. Really? Not even on like your behalf or your partner's? On my partner's behalf. Oh. And I do it a lot. Because I, I mean, I, you know, how my my mind is just random. It's like, oh, look at that. Yeah. Nothing. Really? Nothing. So just kind of shutting you out completely. Completely. Like no no engaging at all. That's interesting. Anyways. Yeah. Let's not get it's there. <laughs> um, another one. Time for personal interest. Huge. Yes, that is huge. Because that's, that's huge. how you maintain your individuality. Your sense of self. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. Personal responsibility for your own behaviors. Mm-hmm. Accountability to yourself. Mm-hmm. Checking in with yourself. Mm-hmm. Not putting it on your partner to be like, hey, is everything okay? Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, checking checking you really like, hey, I don't like when you do that. It's like sometimes you can catch yourself. Yeah. If and you being responsible for your actions and your emotions. Agreed. Agreed. I was just talking about this with one of my students today, this mm-hmm. like in a relationship. And I was explaining to her about um, the concept. And I know that nobody has talked to her about this at this age in high school, but just not being responsible for your partner's emotions. Like, yeah, you all are responsible for your own emotions and then you come together and you support one another. But it's not healthy for you to drown in your partner's emotions. I know for a fact no one's ever talked to her about that because I didn't really learn that concept until probably last year. Yeah. During marriage counseling is mm-hmm. when I realized like, oh, I'm really not supposed to be like mm-hmm. leaning so heavily on you. I think I learned it in counseling from my previous traumatic relationship experience. <laughs> Don't you just love how these traumatic relationships teach us so much? They teach us so much. So, so much. that's why they had to happen. But yeah. You know. But and I'm still trying to learn what that balance is for me mm-hmm. of like uh being supported by my partner. What yeah. does that look like? Um and taking accountability for my own emotions. Mm-hmm. Um I think I do pretty good now, but yeah. but nonetheless I'm sure I slip back into it every once in a while. Yeah. Okay. Um here's a extremely important element. Mm-hmm. Um, there has to be safety for vulnerability in the relationship. Man, that's major. So openness and approachability. Yep. Like you Ooh, approachability. approachability, right? Approachability. Because a lot of people are not approachable. No. At all. Agreed. And if you're if you happen to be a codependent person who doesn't want to rock the boat, even if you have a valid thing to say, you may not feel that you can approach them, even if they may be approachable. That's so real. Which is why it's important to, for the next one, have a healthy self-esteem. What do you feel like you do, well, you've done in order to build a healthier sense of self? Like to get get us a healthy self-esteem with yourself. For me, I figured out what I value, Mm -hmm. what I actually want in life, what I want for myself. And what lifestyle I want for myself mm. in, in spite of my partner. Yeah. Um, and consequently, I've attracted people who want similar things yeah. now that I know who I am mm-hmm. um, because they sense it. Yeah. But when you're flimsy, who knows what you'll attract? <laughs> Whatever it is Man. may not be a good fit for you. Mm-mm. Like dead ass. Yeah, for real. I speak from experience. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that, so steps to building code and codependence, steps to building interdependence. <laughs> the first one is knowing who you are in the beginning. Man. Wow. It's important. It's important to go into and relationship. starting a relationship, knowing who you are. Knowing who you are. Yes. And not molding your personality for your partner. Man, that's like, that's a big one. But then there's also the balance of like. Being interested or trying to show interest in what your partner wants, but not absorbing that as your own. Being able to shift, but not completely like, basically like bend, but not fold. Come on now. That's really it. I like it. Bending, but not folding. I like it. And I would say like when you said that, that was the one distinct difference in me going into the relationship I'm in now mm. versus previous you ones. You know what you know who you are. Yeah. What you want. Mm-hmm. 
And you and I was very like frank about it. Yeah. Like I was very upfront. I said, "Look, okay, here is the deal, sir. So, <laughs> it's this is this is this. I've been through this. Not doing that again. Try <laughs> me, and we will have a problem." Amen. Like I was very, very upfront about what it is that I wanted, what mm-hmm. I was not going to deal with, and then another major difference is he knew what he wanted. And he also said, what we're not about to do mm-hmm. is this. And mm-hmm. I was like, that was the first time anybody had ever done that to me. I was like, okay. I feel like that's how it should be approached in dating. I I always went with like wherever the vibes were. Like if it felt like good chemistry, then I'll go with that. Not realizing that you're supposed to lay out exactly who you are, yep. what you want, what you're looking for. They're supposed to do the same. And if they happen to align, then you guys move forward. Yep. To see but if you're actually compatible. Exactly. Instead of trying to force somebody to be like you. Exactly. <laughs> what I realized I was doing was technically, yes, I was laying out everything that I was. However, um, I would also try to fit myself within the mold of whatever they wanted. Yep. That's I'm, it right shit, there. Fuck that. <laughs> okay. Fuck that we ain't got time for that. No, we ain't got time Not for no that. more. Um, okay. So a part of knowing who you are in the beginning, of course, knowing what you like, value, and what matters most to you, but also not being afraid to to ask for what you want or to say no. Mm-hmm. To say No. Man, I had that on my New Year's uh, goals one year, and that was the year that I just started saying no to everything. <laughs> I had to, I had to let it roll off the tongue. Good. Now I, I took it back. <laughs> no, no. Have you no, seen that Bugs no. Bunny or is it Bugs Bunny? I think Bugs so. Bunny I can picture. <laughs> no, <laughs> that was me. That was no. literally me at that time. I was just like, look, I am taking back my my power. Come on, the take back that no. power. Okay. I Um, Okay. Also about uh, knowing who you are in the beginning, uh, spending healthy amount of time with friends and family. Mm -hmm. That's important. Yes. Yeah. I didn't have that before. I think because I didn't have the proper support system, it was easier for me to kind of put everything into my significant other. Yeah. I think that's something that I kind of struggled with at the beginning Mm. of the relationship, like the separation and like, because it was something that I took over from previous relationships. Yeah. Since I couldn't like, number one, combine the two. Yeah. And then I also didn't feel comfortable to go and do things with like friends or certain people without feeling like there was going to be an issue and things like that. Like I had to kind of relearn, like, no, it's safe. Like I can go (laughs) and be with my friends and it not be an issue. (laughs) This is a safe space. (laughs) Right. Exactly. I love that. Um, Okay. Also about knowing who you are, personal goals, Mm -hmm. knowing and learning how to implement boundaries. I feel like that could also be an entire episode. Boundaries are so difficult. Boundaries are Look, Asia like hard. hell yeah. Boundaries are so hard. And it's it's constantly difficult. Like even when you learn how to set a certain boundary, it doesn't mean when you have to set a new one that it's going to be easy. Agreed. It's still hard Agreed. because it's something that you have to like put your foot down about that is going to be uncomfortable for you and the person that you're setting the boundary against. Agreed. And not yeah. people typically don't respond to boundaries well. They don't. Um Something else, positive growth mindset. The, Here I we go that. with this that keep, growth. I love that this keeps going Full up. circle. I feel like growth mindset could be like an entire episode too. Yeah. Um, positive uh, growth mindset for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, working on your negative self-talk mm-hmm. because that affects your self-worth. Yes. That's a recent 
lesson I also learned. Mm-hmm. I, I used to think, they people say words have power, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ha that's bullshit. <laughs> no, that shit's real. <laughs> that shit is real. Not, it's BS. That shit is real. It's uh, definitely real. That shit is very real. Watch um, your words. So I wrote down some, the differences between the growth mindset, because I know we've, um, we've briefly talked about it, but uh, growth mindset is the belief that you can develop your skills through hard work, mm-hmm. through the right strategies, and through guidance. Yep. Fixed mindset is essentially believing that you're born with the abilities you already have and it's fixed from birth. Mm-hmm. So I there re- are people that are really like that. They're like, this is just me. This is I how I am. I used to be like that. Really? I used to be like that. I'm telling you, I it's that codependent relationship. I can't even imagine you Girl, being that way. That's so crazy. Do you know part of me like is so curious to like speak to my ex one day because I just want, in some ways, I just like, oh God, is that bad? Is that a sense of proving? Because I want him to like see, like, look, I'm a different bitch. (laughs) I mean, it might be also to prove to myself that I'm different. Because I feel like even my reaction with him would be like feel unfamiliar. Yeah, I was gonna say it might be like a slight flex, but at the same time, I think that like there is something a little like nourishing. To yourself. To myself. Like when you know that you have acted out of character with a person to be able to like, like it's not really closure. Like I don't want to give that impression that it's closure, but like in a way it kind of- In a way it fits in the same category. Yeah, it kind of can be like, dang, like I really acted out in this situation and this is not who I am. I think it, it depends on how you approach it, like your intentions in- approaching that situation if it is like a flex or if it's a situation of just like resolve I honestly think it would kind of be resolved because I would want to ask questions like I have a theory of why it ended Mm -hmm. but I didn't know exactly why I think that that's healthy um, but I don't feel the need to actually talk to this man. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you. Um, I thought I would, uh, and my friends were a little nervous for me because I went to a specific space where I knew he would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was with my friend and my dad mm-hmm. and they were like, are you ready for this? I was like, yeah, I'm ready. And I expected some form of an emotion. I walked in, I didn't feel shit. This man was standing up on a stage and I was just looking at him. I was like, I don't feel nothing. You just didn't care. I didn't even care. Yeah. But I would be curious to have a conversation with him. Yeah. Just with me being so different. I think that I told you, right, that I like did that. You called your exes. (gasps) Maybe I should do that. Is that weird? No, I did I'm going to FaceTime this man. (laughs) I mean, I did it because I felt kind of like what you're talking about. Like the person that I was, like I knew that I wasn't the best version of myself and like- even though those relationships were very damaging for me because of like shortcomings of the people I was with, I wanted to also take part in ownership of what I did Yeah, because of my codependence, like what we're talking about. Yeah. And that's another thing. I was spiraling. Yes. (laughs) So do you remember when we were to do, when we did the, uh, it was an episode with Natalie and I spoke briefly about this relationship and how it turned toxic. And I know I was part of the reason why it did. And it's not like I was actively doing anything, but it was because I was inactive that it turned toxic Mm -hmm. because I wasn't um, doing my, I was inactive. I was very passive and I wasn't doing my, my part as a partner i wasn't that communicating my needs i wasn't saying what i needed so he couldn't reciprocate any and he it was frustrating for him um don't get me wrong though Nindica was toxic but but nonetheless like yeah. i played a part in it yeah yeah i've always wanted to acknowledge that wow 
That's crazy. Yeah. Just the versions. Like, I always think about, like, how we've lived so many lives. Bro, because when you talk about past Kayla, I'm like, I cannot imagine you like that she at was, all. She was. <laughs> I'm like, hey, she was. Look, uh, I'm just staring off his face like, like man, that, that girl. That was not me. That girl, I don't know who that was. Not me. Um, okay, so examples I wrote down of like difference between growth and fixed mindset, I wrote down um like phrases that mm-hmm. would be used. So for example, let's say, um sorry, <laughs> I was real, I was like, what the hell did I write? Um, okay, so let's say starting a new project, fixed mindset would be, I hope this will be easy. Mm. Growth mindset will be, I hope this will be interesting. Okay. Huge difference. I used to be, and sometimes I am still. I, I was going to say, sometimes easy. I'm still like, I just, look, let's get it done. Let's get her done. I am not trying to, I don't want to be challenged. Let's just get it done. Uh, okay, another one. High grade on a test. Okay. Fixed mindset would be, I must be really smart in this area. Mm-hmm. Growth mindset would be, wow, I must have really paid attention and learned a lot. Look, look, Kayla's still like, nah, I'm still on the other side. I still, I might have some fixed, <laughs> some fixed mindset stuff because I'll be like, oh, that mean I ain't got to study. Like, I'm good. I'm smart. Y'all ain't messing with me and A. <laughs> and A? Okay. Uh, okay, last one. <laughs> did I just pull that out of my head? I did. You might um, okay, last one. Uh, some believe that patience is a trait that can't be grown. So fixed mindset would be, I'm just an impatient person. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a Sagittarius. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My bad. Don't be I don't even know. Are Sagittarius is impatient? I don't even know. I just picked one. Look, not Ariel feeling slighted. Asia, 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 you don't count. <laughs> you, don't, you don't count, man. Um... Should I go into uh, steps to develop growth? Wait, what does the growth one say? Oh, I didn't write one for that. Oh. (laughs) My bad. Just fixed. (laughs) Just, you know, just fixed. I'm weak. Um, Okay. Uh, I won't go into steps to develop growth mindset. Or should I? Should that just be another episode? We briefly talked about that last episode. We did. Very briefly. Oh, uh, but these are different. Okay, sure. Okay, sure, I'll, a I'll go. I'll go through a couple. Yeah. Steps to develop growth mindset. Of course, identifying your own mindset. Where are you currently? Mm-hmm. Um, look at your past successes and improvements. What was difficult for you? How did you persevere through them? Um, learn from other people. Mm-hmm. My God, that was always my struggle. Because uh, that means that you have to like have community. Yeah. And trust others. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. That whole thing. I used to be very hard headed. Um. Learn something new. Challenge yourself. Mm-hmm. That'll put you in a growth mindset. Make mistakes and then be kind to yourself. Ooh, that one's hard. Ooh, that one's hard. I struggle with that one. I still struggle with that. Uh, I'd be like, oh, you stupid. Oh, my God. Dang it, Ayanna. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, and then set realistic goals. Yes. We talked about That's goals. what we talked That's about. That's what we talked about. Yeah. Goals. Yeah. Um, okay. So the, the, we were still, oh, I just realized we were still on steps to build interdependence. Know who you are in the beginning. That's in the last one is, um, look for all those things in a partner. Oh man. Please. Yeah. Please. Cause <laughs> you want to be with someone who is healthy, healthy, equal. Yeah. Like someone that you look at like a mm, partner. I won't even say equal. I You're felt, equal. Yeah. And so things that I look for in a partnership is I want 
in some ways to respect and admire my partner. Yeah. But they can still, when I say you're equal, they could still be on the same level as oh, you. Oh, I see what so you mean. So that's what I mean. When level I of communication, equal, level of self-awareness, yes. level of, of dedication. Of yes. You all can it. have different strengths and weaknesses and that. things that like you admire, like you said, about them. But yeah. you all should be on the same level. Like playing field. At least. Yeah, at least. At least. <laughs> and then grow from there. Yes. I love that. All right. That's all I got. Wow. That was great. Was I good? loved it. Yes. That was so good. I learned a lot. Uh, Me too. I enjoy when out. we do this. Like, yeah. Because it just makes it, it's a, it's a good way to like have open dialogue about topics that like we might know some things about, but then being able to like learn more okay so at the end of the day if you want a healthy interdependent relationship know who you are learn who you are um and establish that yeah be reflective like be reflective yeah really spend time with yourself and being honest with yourself about who you are mm-hmm. and your shortcomings mm-hmm. your strengths mm-hmm. it's just important to be able to like move forward in that direction to yes. be interdependent and then look for those same exact things in your partner yes Woo, we love that. All righty. All right. This was great. But we're going to move it forward and we're going to take a listener submission. We know that you all are hoping to hear from us. Like you all take time to write out your listener submission. So we definitely want to respond. So I think Asia and Ariel might have like went through to to grab one. Okay. Okay. All right. So here we go. I'm going to read it out. Um, It says advice. Been in a relationship for two years and it's just not going good. Trying to fight through and work, but recently ran into somebody who's giving me everything I've wanted. Dot, dot, dot. Stuck on what to do. Oh my God, my girl. So my first immediately, my immediately, immediate, my first immediate question is, uh, I wonder what her issues are in her relationship. And when she says gives her everything that she wants, what is she looking for? I need more context, Dan. Say I can never answer these questions because okay. I need more. Let me let me be real. Okay, okay be so. real. Be okay. real. Be real with it. This sounds like my situation. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Okay. Uh-oh. It sounds like mine too. I was with someone for two years. <laughs> and then somebody came along and showed me everything that I ever wanted. Uh huh. And I had to skedaddle. Was that Marcus? Yes. Oh, okay. I got up out of there. I said, look, sir, you got two seconds to get it together. Pick now. Look, you choosing violence? Okay, I got to go. So I love that. I'm not saying that you got to go, sis, but you might have to go, sis. I don't know, because I, I also wasn't getting what I needed. And I was like, ah, I didn't have everything I wanted immediately after, though. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, either way, I think it's time to go. <laughs> I think, I just, I don't know. I feel like. There is the aspect of like the grass is not always greener yeah. on the other side. Yeah. However, if you, like regardless if it's this person or not, if yeah. you're not receiving what it is that you need out of a relationship, like don't stick around and I, be in that situation. Yeah, okay, if I was this person, I would I would in my mind, theoretically, ignore whoever this other person is. Yep. And I would just focus on, okay, what does this relationship look like? What are the needs I'm not getting met? Are these things that can grow? Are these things that I once had that he wasn't given? Or has he is he even capable of giving me what I need? Have I communicated these things? How, how Two years is a long time. I'm assuming that's enough time that you put in with somebody, mm-hmm. you know? But um, even then, like, another good question to ask yourself 
if this guy, this other guy did not exist, mm. would you still be questioning the same things about your relationship Agreed. that make you want to leave? Agreed. Because if you're already questioning them and this guy just happened to pop up, that's one thing. Yeah. That but means it's this- beyond the guy. Agreed. It's the fact that this relationship is not fulfilling. Agreed. Okay. So that's all I'll say. If it's beyond the guy, the new guy, then it's probably time for you to leave. Right. But if it only appeared because of this new guy... You might be in comparison mode yeah. where there's some things that are lacking that maybe you haven't communicated. Yeah. Maybe it's not, you know, like you haven't given enough time for those things mm-hmm. to like shift and change. Yeah. But like if there has been time for it to shift and change and, and you communicate it and it's still crap, girl. And leave. And leave. I love it. I love it too. Yeah. That's right. my advice. Look, that's mine too. Shoot. We gonna wrap this up. Oh. Sorry, y'all. Hello. It's technically on Do Not Disturb, but wow. uh, Anna's not on Do Not Disturb. Because oh, okay. y'all know she the she the real one. Yeah. So just in case you need to call me, even though she don't be saying nothing <laughs> <laughs> important at all, Anna. Because I know she be listening. I'm so weak. Okay. Um, we got okay. fill of the week. Oh, fill of the week. No. No, no fill yeah, of the no week. Yeah, no fill of the week. We've been talking enough. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, okay. Well, we're about to wrap this this sucker up. Wrap it up. Yeah. So thank you guys for rocking with us again. Wait, Another... affirmations. Oh. Dang, Kayla, I'm out here trying to affirm I forgot. the people. I want to affirm the people. Roll it back. Forget I said that. Okay, I'm going to... How many should I do? Because I wrote down a lot. Just do like maybe three. Three. I'll do three. Okay. Okay. Um, you ready? Yes. I'm strong enough to fail. I'm strong enough to fail. To try new things. To try new things. And ask for help. And ask for help. Mistakes help me learn and grow. Mistakes help me learn and grow. Challenges help me flourish. Challenges help me flourish. Okay. Now for the Christ believers, or if you feel free to switch, switch it out for whatever you need to. Um, well, this was just a Bible verse, so maybe not Come this on, one. Bible verse. Um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Okay. Now I'm going to say he. He. Of course, I mean the Lord. Mm-hmm. But uh, if it ain't the Lord, if it's the universe for you, by all means, switch it out. Um, he on. has given me the tools for me to navigate any challenges life brings me. He has given me the tools to help navigate the challenges that life brings I me. I love it. <laughs> Look at that. And I just have to exercise and flex them. Yes. Ooh, I have ooh. to exercise them. Hit them with that flex. Hey. Come on. Hey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we about to wrap this thing up. Thank you for another wonderful episode here at Fill in the Blank Podcast. Everybody give a round of applause from your home, from your car. Not Don't take your hand off the steering wheel. But yeah, for Ayana, because this was her production week. And she did so good. It was so great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but okay, you all know the drill. You can follow us on TikTok at Fill in the Blank Pod underscore. Um, no underscore? Oh, that's on Instagram. Okay, redo. You can follow us on TikTok at fill in the blank pod. You can follow us on YouTube. If you don't know, we have visuals over there that our lovely production crew of Asia <laughs> at Asia, Asia Lexi Productions, she produces every week so diligently for us. So if you like to watch us, you can find us on YouTube at fill in the blank podcast you could follow us on instagram at fill in the blank underscore me at as told by dot kayla and ayana 
at ayana.amore. Thank you all so much for joining us. We love you guys. And please share your comments and thoughts about this week's episode. Peace out. Peace. Bye. Bye.